morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Baby Bowl here. It's almost Super Baby Bowl time, I believe. It's it's getting really close anyway. We're about a week and a half away from the Super Bowl, and we've been with you all year long, giving you redraft advice, dynasty advice, but most importantly, we've been giving you Baby Bowl advice week in and week out. And of course, I always bring with me the daddy of the Baby Bowl on this little road trip that we take each and every week. It is Rob Norton at Norton0723. How you doing tonight, Robert? I am doing great. How are you doing, Wes? I'm doing fine. I do feel like it's kind of like a road trip, you know, because we, we travel all across the country, uh, continent maybe. I don't, I don't know how far away Hawaii is or <laughs> who else. We talked to somebody in Germany once. Did, did we do that? I can't remember. I think so. I think so. At least maybe in 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 uh, Europe and yeah. then yeah, in Hawaii and yeah, all over the United States. So it's been it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool uh, to be able to do that. It's fun taking these little road trips with you. Each and every week, we get to meet so many interesting people. And and I did mention that it's almost Super Bowl season, Rob. I, I don't know if you're aware of that it's like Super Bowl in a week and a half. And I, I would imagine it's it's somewhat of a, I don't know, a sad ending to the football season for you. Because I know you get geeked up each and every week to play DFS and stuff. And you put so much time and effort into all that. Rob, it goes beyond even what I can comprehend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is kind of like bittersweet because, um, you know, as the season winds down, it's it's nice for me to get a little little break from from content creation a little bit and, and writing. And but at the same time, you know, I do love I do love writing and, and uh, uh, playing DFS and things like that. So it is it is kind of a bittersweet time. Well, Rob, today we want to take a look back at what happened last week a little bit in the championship in the NFC and AFC conference championship games. Also, uh, look a bit, a uh, little bit, look back a little bit on what happened on the on the Baby Bowl last week. Look ahead to the Super Bowl and and talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl as well. Uh, speak, uh, speaking of Pro Bowlers, Rob, we might as well declare this guy a Pro Bowler at this point. I think he would probably receive a couple of votes anyway to get into the Baby Bowl Pro Bowl if we had such a thing <laughs> because he's coming back on again. He was a champion last week. He was a champion at least one other time this past year. It, it is Joe Flo again, at Joe Flo 23 over on Twitter. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, Wes. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, It's been almost two months since our last call. Uh, I'd say it's a little bit too long, don't you think? I want to do this more often uh, moving forward. He can let us win a week or two, Rob. That wouldn't be I, – I wouldn't I wouldn't be too bad if he let us do that, Rob. I know, right? I, I don't think I've, I've won a single week, so I need to win one. And, and Rob, your wife was uh, ahead of you most of the year. I don't know if you were able to edge her out at the, at the end there. I was not. I was not. It's a, uh, it's a it's a sore spot in our household. You know, it's um, it's being held over me. You taught her too well. I know. You taught her too well, man. What I know. Happened? I know. And I think, and I think honestly, I think I'm I think I'm ahead of her in the in the playoff right now by a little bit. But I see it. She is. She yep. has uh, she has some better options than me, and so there's mm-hmm. very good chance that she could edge me out here in the end, right in the last week. Oh no! Oh, and then no. I got to hear about it. a quarterback. Rob, I, I do, I do, but it, she okay, she uh, good, good, she good. has better options elsewhere, and uh, uh, like she still has Kelsey uh, left, and and I uh, don't, so that's uh, that's a big swing. Uh, Rob, she she did not have oh, yeah. better options than you, my friend. You make a perfect husband, I believe, <laughs> as you have led her to a baby bowl championship. She did not yeah. have better options. Uh, <laughs> all right, hey guys, let's go over last week's uh, contest here a little bit, and let's see who Joe did put in his baby bowl lineup last week. You you put Patrick Mahomes in there as 
your quarterback? Was he one of the only ones left, Joe, or did you have confidence that he was going to lead your team to victory last week? Or was it kind of like, uh-oh, I'm getting stuck here. I need to figure out my strategy going into the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, Wes, good question, because uh, some folks out there might not have a quarterback left. But, no, I, I planned this the whole way. I played Joe Burrow the first uh, week. I played Josh Allen the second week. Should have flipped him, but hindsight's twenty twenty. And I had planned on having Mahomes here for the third week, and I saved the NFC for the Super Bowl. See, a little strategy there. See, see, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, and I knew I'd have a quarterback because a lot of them in the NFC, I didn't really care. A lot of them were pretty good. So, no, I, I had to go with Mahomes because I had the NFC ready to go, whoever made it through. Okay, all right, that's good strategy, as we always try to think about here on the Baby Bowl. And, and I don't know, you, you start wandering around there a little bit, and all of a sudden I was like, uh-oh, what am I going to do at tight end? Because I like last week I was looking at it going, oh, I gotta I gotta be a little bit tricky here. I don't I don't even know who I have left. I, I haven't looked at my roster or anything like that. I, I just haven't played with it that far in advance. Uh, you also put Pacheco in there, and he gave you 14 baby bowl points and CMC. CMC gave you 21. That touchdown run that he had last week, Joe, really impressed me. I, I didn't think that he'd be able to do it, but man, the way he was able to skip through the tackles, and I, my daughter was watching the game with me a little bit, and I said, "Look at there! Look how he jumped off the wrong foot to be able to get over the top." That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was a great run there. He had to slither through 23 yards for uh, you know old MJ Day tomorrow two three 23 right. So he uh, had it a few days early there. Celebrated. Uh, no, he looked spectacular uh, when they still had a quarterback in the game to uh, you know present a threat there. Once once the quarterback went down, unfortunately there wasn't one of much running room because Philly uh, was ready for it. Sure. And, and Rob, that that brings up a question as we look back hindsight a little bit to those conference championship games. I don't understand why they didn't go to some kind of wildcat formation at some point. And uh, even if it's a use check back there, even if it's CMC back there taking the wild snap, maybe they don't have the wildcat. I I don't know, but but you would think that he does have the wildcat there and put Debo, put him back there, just something uh, because it was really hard to watch that San Francisco team struggle the way they did after what, two or three snaps with Purdy back there under center. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was I was a little bit surprised. I mean, I expected Philly to win. I thought they were going to win, but obviously, you you never expect a NFC Championship game to be a blowout like that. Um, so I would have expected uh, Shanahan to get a little bit more creative than than what it looked like he, he did. So it was a little bit surprising. As I look back at that game, too, I'm trying to go back in my memory banks, and I have thought about this a little bit. Uh, that first drive where they had Devontae Smith deep in the corner with Jalen Hurts, and he threw that sideline pass, and it came down. I could tell immediately I, that, that I said, ooh, he might have bobbled that one. You know, nowadays, before I would have, in my youth, I would have just said, oh, that was a good catch, you know. Nowadays, I'm like, oh, he finally <laughs> bobbled that one, right? And then he got up, and he started doing his hands like that, and it went straight to the line of scrimmage. Rob, I don't understand why why the why the red flag didn't come out that early in the game. You got it's a it's a, a NFC championship, Rob. You got to throw the red flag. Yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> I can't believe he didn't, especially with uh since it was a fourth down play and that's a huge huge swing. Um I I don't understand like you know, with with the first half timeouts, they're really not that valuable. I'm not sure, you know, why that was like a worry. So I would have thrown the flag, especially when you see when you see a player reacting the way they did. You see a questionable situation like that on a big, big fourth down. Um, you throw the flag. Worst cases, 
you know, you lose the lose the timeout, and which really isn't that big of a deal. I mean, obviously you lose the challenge as well, but um, yeah, he, he should have definitely thrown the red flag there. Yeah, what did you think about that one, Joe? When I saw him all rushing to the line of scrimmage, I said, oh, Devontae knows. Devontae knows he didn't catch that one. Yeah, you know, um, I actually didn't see the play live and uh, had gone over to a family's house, and they said, you know, did, did you see the play? I said, no, I didn't. And then they showed it again. And I said, oh, he didn't catch the ball. He said, right, that's what we're telling you. So, uh, you know, kind of crazy that, uh, a, a, what was it, a 40-yard pass to get down to the five-yard line and then – you know, Miles Sanders scored pretty easily after that. He had a huge day. You know, you'd think that they would look at it real quickly and and decide, hey, that's not a catch. It was blatant to see. I mean, uh, um, no no questions asked there. So I don't know what what they were doing, what they were thinking. You had Pacheco there at fourteen baby bowl points as well. And Rob, one of the questions that keeps popping up in my head, it is clear, it's obvious. Pacheco is the guy now, right? And and I can't see mckinnon get that work it looks like mckinnon has shrunk by the way over the last couple of years i thought i remember him in the minnesota viking uniform being much bigger i thought i remembered him in the kansas city chief uniform being much bigger and it just looks like he is slimmed way down to almost nothing back there in a chief uniform nowadays maybe it's because i'm looking at pacheco and i'm thinking that guy is like a little beast you know who was the, who was the running back for seattle the beast who is that? Oh, Marshawn, Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. He runs like Marshawn Lynch. I mean, the guy just won't go down. The bad thing is to me, Rob, when I sit there and watch Pacheco and I see the stats at the end of the game, I'm like, okay, he did all that running and he has like two or three yards accumulative for the entire game. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like he gets that many yards whenever it's all said and done. But he has definitely taken over that backfield now. And I'm wondering going into next year, where are we drafting Pacheco? Because it, – you know, two years ago, CEH, he was going in the first round. Remember that? Remember CEH yeah. going in the first round, early second round, late first round? I remember in draft rooms, I was going, woo, CEH, okay, man, maybe I need to rethink what I'm doing here. And then this year, CEH dropped down to like, what, third, fourth round, fifth round, maybe somewhere in that neighborhood because we didn't get what we wanted to out of him. But Pacheco, I think everybody sees the eyeball test that he is just the guy, you know? Yeah, it's interesting, too, because the the encouraging part as well as he's starting to get a little bit more pass work too. Um, and that was like the thing that was like really, really lacking um, all season for him. Even, even, even in his good games, you know, he was extremely touchdown dependent, which is, isn't, isn't the worst when you're on a team that is high scoring as the chiefs are. So, um, but at the same time he was coming off the of field and third downs, things like that. Uh, wasn't getting very many targets. And so now that that's starting to pick up, it's definitely more encouraging um, it'll be interesting to see how they use them this, this, uh, in the Super Bowl, Um, and then also, you know, the word in the off season, what, what thing, how things shake out. I'm still a little bit questionable, a little skeptical on, on if they're going to turn it over to him, but I do. I mean, like you said, he's, he's fun to watch. He, he runs, he runs like it's his last play every single play. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun to spot to see. Yeah. He definitely uh, runs yes. hard. Mm-hmm. He definitely I, I runs hard, but you know he's a little under. Yeah, he's a little undersized, though. You know, he's not. He's he's a little undersized. He's not. You know, as as brawny as uh, Marshawn, right? He probably has a little bit more speed. He runs hard, but I I'm questioning if they're going to give him that backfield for next year. To be honest with you, I mean, you got you know Josh Jacobs who might be out there. You got Saquon who might be out there. You got some big names. You know, um, maybe they go out and get a big name running back to slot in there to, you know, take over 
after Kareem Hunt left three, four years ago, the backfield's kind of been a wasteland. So I would watch. Maybe, you know, maybe that's the last piece KC needs to get over the top as a top-tier running back. So I, I would be a little cautious to see if they would actually turn it over to him or not. But we'll see. remains to be seen. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see if Patrick Mahomes friends anybody on Facebook or Instagram to see who they're <laughs> drafting in the draft this yep. upcoming oh, year. That, that's probably a good go. indicator. <laughs> hey, you, you put uh, AJB in there? I put AJB. Oh, Antonio Brown. You, he gave you seven baby bowl points. And Debo Samuel gave yeah. you three baby bowl points. You know, two stinkers right there. That didn't do you too well. Uh, I guess I had a lot of stinkers. If you had those two guys in there, I must have really, really bad. Yeah, T, T. Higgins also you put in there. Gave you 20 baby bowl points. I, I like T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins a lot. Jameer Chase. I like that whole group, that whole that whole setup. When I look back at that <clears throat> AFC Conference Championship game, though, it, it was wild, man. That was a wild ride last week because I thought Cincinnati was going to run away with it, Joe. And, it, 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 you know, Kansas City just never went away. The referees never went away. It just seemed like everything that went, could go wrong went wrong for both teams. You got Patrick Mahomes, the ball slipping out of his hands, but it just all balanced out and it finally went uh, to, to, to Kansas City's way. Yeah, it was definitely a back and forth battle. I mean, after the first game I had watched, uh, you know, pretty painful to watch. It was, you know, kind of boring, uh, like paint drying after the QB went out for 49ers. I was I was expecting a good game in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, Bengals and Chiefs game. Um, and, it, and it definitely lived up to the uh, the hype. So it was a back and forth battle. Some good scoring, not a crazy scoring game, game like, uh, you know, some of us baby bowlers were hoping for the you know, 42, 30, uh, 39 or something like that, but uh, definitely very competitive. And, uh, you know, you might have to, you know, I've seen out there, you might have to give the uh, game ball to the refs, you know, is what I've kind of heard. So, uh, you know, Casey definitely played a little bit better, but uh, they might've gotten a helping hand with those refs too. So kind of a sour way to end the game, but Casey will take it, I guess, in this case. Rob, I've watched football for a long time. And I've heard those things for a long time, too. You know, if your team is on the road, you've got to overcome many difficulties. And one of those things are being the ref. The home team always gets the calls and that stuff. And a lot of those questionable calls seem to be get swayed towards Kansas City's vantage point this, this last go around. I, I'm going to give you a theory, Rob, if I can. Okay? Okay. I think we get to judge a lot of those referees calls a lot more and they come under more scrutiny because we have more camera angles more available to us i mean we, we got we got like five different options of watching the game live from all these different camera angles we get to see the reactions uh, i i just think that that we now see it more clearly i, I think it, i think it's more on us than it is we view it differently nowadays yeah um I, I agree. I mean, there's a lot like like you like you mentioned, there's just a lot more camera angles. Um, there's, you know, they slow it down frame by frame. You can see, you know, every little thing. Um, it does make their their job tougher in a sense uh, because they're, you know, obviously, you know, we're thinking we can see it. Why can't they see it? Um but yeah, it's it's tougher, right. obviously, on them in in you know fast speed, you know game speed in the moment. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I I I always I I always hear the, you know people complaining about like the the you know challenges and and reviews and overturns. I'm I'm the kind of the opposite way. I I just want the play to be called correctly, regardless. 
Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, so, so ultimately, I, I think it's a good thing, but I do agree. Like the the refs definitely are put under a lot more scrutiny because of it. I I think about all those different plays, like illegal man downfield, right? That could be called almost every single time. It, it feels yeah. like it could almost be called a lot, right? Holding, and we've always heard holding can be like called holding. every single play. You know, every every uh, right. pass interference is so. Selective. It's not always. It's not consistent, right? There's some mm-hmm. judgment calls within there. Intentional grounding, like we saw a couple of different times. Uh, those. Those. Yes, I think referees can sway an outcome one way or another. Do I think that they are? I. I. I you know, I can't tell you yes or no. And I could put my conspiracy hat on and tell you yes all day long, but that just doesn't <laughs> seem right. And I can tell you, it looks like the wrestling matches I, I've watched on television before. That doesn't seem right either. It seems like there's a lot more uh, improbability than there is probability to these outcomes. And I, I want to say that the referees maybe do get influenced by the crowd a little bit because they do want to drive home mm-hmm. or they do want they don't want to mm-hmm. get booed. You know, I think I think there is some of that. There's some human element in all this. Yeah, of no, course. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree with it. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they get swayed by it and, and uh, you know, nobody wants to make the wrong call. Nobody, especially when it's a and when it's a questionable call, if it's very, very questionable, um, you know that uh, if you go the way against the home team, if it's questionable even a little bit, they're going to be booing it. Um, so I'm sure there is, a, you know, a human element that comes down to it, especially um, like you said, a lot of these, a lot of these plays and, and calls are very subjective, uh, holding, like you mentioned, pass interference. There's, there's, there's the, uh, you know, you look at it, you slow it down frame by frame and you could probably find holding and pass interference nearly every play. So it's like, it's, it's tough. Um, I wish I don't have a great way to really, uh, um, improve it. Um, because, but at the same time, like, I wish there was a way that we can figure out how to, um, make it more objective and less subjective for the, for the refs. I I just wish they wouldn't direct the outcome of the game. That's what I wish. You know, I I wish they would let the boys play in the final couple of minutes without, you know, nobody taking anybody's helmet off and whipping it across the sideline or something like that. But, you know, boys got to be boys out there the last couple of minutes of the game, especially in a championship game. And I know that sideline hit on Mahomes, yes, it was out of bounds. Yes, it was all that. And I'm going, but boy, the guy was a 250-pound linebacker running as hard as he can trying to save the day for his team, and he can't stop on a dime, you know? Oh, it's it's against the heart of the rule. It's like he wasn't trying to hurt the kid, you know? I just that's, that's what I was thinking, but that's that's me, and I, I know the flag deserved to come out on something like that. I just hated that it was decided. It was decided because of that. And I know Butker still had to kick the ball. I know Butker had to put it through the post. I, I know all that. But the game was decided on the yellow flag coming out there at the end. That that that's frustrating. You know, I I don't know that the better team won. That's that's all, Joe. I don't I, that's about that's my last rant on that, Joe. Oh, I agree. No, I agree. I mean, you know, it, 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 I was we were watching the game, you know, there's seven seven to ten seconds left. We're like, all right, well, they got to the fifty and then you get the push out of bounds and we're saying, well, now they got the, you know, a, a chip shot field goal and they're going to the Super Bowl. It's unfortunate that, but everyone felt that way. That's the way it went. The biggest one to me was, I think it was like the third quarter, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the one where they said that we, it was a third down and nine or something. We blew the play dead. 
Who blew a, who blew a whistle? I I didn't blow it. Rob Wes, pretty sure you did. There was no whistle on the field. Like who blew a whistle? Who blew the play dead? I mean, you can't blow a play dead after it happens. Like that was bizarre. So I was very you know I I, I didn't really care who won. I just wanted to see a good game, especially after the first thinker that we had there with. AJ Brown, the ghost of Antonio is still oh, yeah, probably retired some, somewhere, right? Um, no, I thought it was funny, but but I was happy that Mahomes did not convert on that extra third down play because that would have just been, you know, that would have just been wrong. So, but that was the most egregious one to me: blowing a play dead that you didn't actually blow dead. <laughs> Who blew the whistle? Kind of weird. I, I I'm speechless on that one, Rob. I I don't know. I I yes I. Yes, I agree with you, Joe. That was that was a weird play call <laughs> in a championship very, game. Very. Uh, uh, any, any last thoughts on that uh, AFC championship game, Rob? No, yeah. I mean, it was definitely definitely an interesting one for sure. Um, <laughs> is <laughs> I, uh, I yeah I I uh, I didn't really care too much either way. Um, I like both teams; they're both fun to watch. Both have great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Both have great offenses. So. And great players, so I, uh, you know, I wasn't like for my for my DFS and my uh, my my DraftKings bets and sportsbook bets and things. I kind of wanted KC, so for for that reason, I was I was okay with there it. But at the, at the same time, yeah, at the same time, um, when it was all said and done, I mean, and like I said, both either either team I think would be fun to watch in the Super Bowl, so. All right, you had uh, Kelsey in there at tight end, and uh, with Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey, and Antonio Brown's son AJ Brown. <laughs> you, it looks like you have about nobody left here to play in the championship round, Joe Flo, and that's just—I'm uh, not going to say it makes me happy, but it knows. I, I now seeing all these people that you have already played going against this weekend, so you're you're pretty much on a Philly stack this weekend. Is what you're doing, Joe. Or next weekend, next weekend. Wes, you're, you're, yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, Wes, if you'd like, I mean, I will throw some extra points in during the Pro Bowl <laughs> week. I'm very happy to get extra credit, right? I think you can do that when you win a week, I, right? So I don't think any of them are playing this weekend. Oh, well, I, you know, I just, you know, but, but yeah, no, uh, I, I, again, I've had a plan, right? I came in and, uh, yes, I took Travis Kelsey. I didn't get the 35 like two weeks ago, but I got the 20. T. Higgins went off. Yeah, the the ghost, the, the son of AJ, the son of Antonio AJ. Yeah, he did nothing. I'm really, really sad. I'm not going to have, have him in the Super Bowl because I've just been waiting for him to go off. I figured to be against San Fran, which you can throw on, but he just didn't get going because the run game was so good. And then Debo, oh my God, once, once, um, once a QB went out, that was basically it. He had you know some rushes, which I figured he would get, but they knew it was coming. He lost that fumble late. And, um, you know, he just didn't have much momentum going, but no, I, I still have plenty of guys. I'm, I guess I'm doing the Philly stack. Um, you know, I, I again, I picked all, um, I picked most of my uh, tight ends from the, from the AFC. So I, I figured I would have uh, Kittle or Goddard for this week. So yes, I got, um, I got Goddard and, uh, my boy hurts. Who's been carrying me around all year with my various teams. And, uh, basically, yeah, the whole, the whole Philly offense, except for AJ Brown, and I gotta pick a couple of KC guys. Who depends on who's healthy, but but yeah, that's that's basically the plan. Philly, best team all year, best offense. I, I'm not mad about that. 
That's good. That, you, I, you did execute very well. That is Joe Flo, 23 over there on Twitter. And Rob, I don't know where Joe is on the leaderboard as far as the top 10 heading into the Super Bowl weekend, not the Pro Bowl weekend. Throws me off there. Is it me, guys? <laughs> haven't they had the Super Bowl like recently, a week right after the other one, and then the Pro Bowls? It seems like they just are switching these things up on me way too much nowadays. And It used to always be the Pro Bowl in between, and then it felt like they switched that up at some point, and now they're back to the Pro Bowl in between. I, maybe I'm just having memory lapses at my age, Rob. I don't know. But uh, give, give me the top 10. Give me the top 10 here, Rob. At number 10, we have at Agent Zero with 334. Nine, we have Brad Duda with 338. Duda. Eighth, we have at Saucy Daddy, 338. Excuse me? <laughs> at <laughs> the 7th. At Jake's F Football, 339. Sixth, at Tango 11B, 342. Fifth, at The Dunn at 13, 348. Fourth, Joe Flo, 349 and a half. There we go. Third, third is Into the Lab Pod, 360. Second, at Superflex Dude, 379. Who? Yeah, yeah. Berg. He's got a nice lead there. Dude, yeah, yeah. They they he's he's uh he's 30 points up on on fourth place. So that's a I, know, I recognize gap. a couple of those into the lab. He w- he was there on, on the leaderboard, and I don't mean to insult anybody. I just you guys know I have a bad memory at this point. Into the lab, uh, <laughs> been associated with him, uh, you know, throughout a couple of years here on Twitter, and he was on mm-hmm. the leaderboard even during the regular season, and he's up there there yeah. as oh, well. Yeah. And I would tell you, oh, yeah. if y'all don't know who Jake's football is, and you haven't been following him, a great follow on Twitter. Puts out articles on the time all the time. Does tons of things over there uh, on Twitter. Just constantly started a podcast. I believe oh, yeah. he went on one or something like that. And, and Jake's man, he's he's a sharp dude. He's a, he's a really sharp dude. So anyway, those are those those are the guys. Hey, good yeah, leaderboard, Rob. He's all over there. Yeah, yeah, Jake is. He's. He's something. He oh, he yeah. told me a couple yeah. years ago, whenever the season started. Remember when Houston Texans had who who was the guy who was the guy who um, got his lung punctured Watson. by the Chargers? No, 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 no. Oh, Chargers. wasn't he filling in for Ty- Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor. And and yeah. I was in some chat with him, and he he started barking about clapping back about how Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans were going to win or something. I said, "Man, you're crazy," you know. And he clapped back, and I I've always remembered Jake for that because he stuck to his guns, and he was right. They won that first game. It went south quickly after, but he was right. They won that first game. <laughs> anyway, I, I always give hats yeah. off to Jake because of that. And hey, Rob, uh, I think there was one other guy in there too in the top ten uh, at Jerry J twenty two. He was uh, he's number six here on this list. Um, so, anyways, for what it's worth, but he doesn't have a didn't have a QB uh, left, so he's going to have a tough time this week. But um, he's in the top ten. Company, oh, really? I think. <laughs> is he? Is he? Yeah. Um, is he in the top ten just on the one side, or is he? The uh, he's in the top ten. He's got three forty five point six six. So he's just uh, two spots below me. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I definitely missed yeah. that one. All right. Well, well you... uh, it's confusing with the two leagues so it's hard yeah no no yeah for for sure that's uh yeah 
Well, let's step over here to DraftKings. We're going to look at this. Uh, they're not going to have a big slate like you like it, Rob, uh, this this uh, this week. A big slate with a whole bunch of domes. I think it is in a dome this game, though, uh, so you're, you're okay there. we got Kansas City and Philadelphia, and we got to look at that showdown stuff. And, and guys, whenever I look at the showdown slate, especially for the Super Bowl, I, I always think back to a couple of years ago whenever uh, we, had, we had Rob Gronkowski in the Super Bowl, you know, with Tom Brady and they were making their return there. And I remember Rob Gronkowski just being a nice play that weekend. Cause I'm like, Rob's going to hit a couple of touchdowns here. I thought he got one for sure. And he got two then for another one. And I'm like, I'm putting all the reminiscent guys, all the old guys, all the <laughs> Tom Brady's old friends in here. And man, it was just racked up good. It was a good weekend for me that weekend in these showdown slates. So I'm always looking for those last cheapers, the cheapest booms I can find. Right. Um, is that's what you want. That's what you want to stick in your captain spot. You want a big boom in your captain spot. You don't want to miss out if somebody's going to have a 30 point game or something like that. Cause it, it, very few people get 45, 55 points somewhere in that captain spot. And if you miss out on that, you're down a whole player, a player and a half. So that you always want to find the booms. Do we think that Jalen hurts Rob is going to boom this Super Bowl? Sunday, the two Sundays from now, of course, this next Super Bowl Sunday. Do we think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to boom against the Kansas City defense? I think so. Um, I think in this last game, he kind of like let off the gas. They didn't really need him to, you know, do as much as uh, <laughs> um, if the game was competitive. So, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, definitely like Jalen Hurts a lot um, you know, this week. Uh, you know, Rob, I when I watch him play, I really wonder about that shoulder. I really do, because I, I, mm-hmm. he seemed, you know, he's he's taking it easy on it, which he should. They haven't had any p- competitive games in the playoffs at all. You think back to the Giants game, thirty-eight-seven, the San Francisco game, thirty-one-seven. I mean, they just haven't had a competitive game, and so I don't know. Like you said, he's letting up on the gas. Maybe that's on purpose. But even around the goal mm-hmm. line and stuff. Uh, handing it off to Miles Sanders last week, handing it off to Boston Scott last week. It just seems out of place. It seems like something's not right with Jalen, and he's playing through an injury, Rob. It kind of scares me because I see his completions, too. His attempts are still in the mid-20s, but he's only got like 16, 15 completions the last couple of weeks. I, I don't know if he can boom or not, Rob. I, don't, I just don't know. Yeah, it's it could be still bothering him. Um, they, uh, for me, it's just like this is the last game. Um, you know, he's, 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 uh, he's going to be doing whatever it takes. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to be running more if needed. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think, I think like the last, you know, game, he kind of took it easy. Didn't have to run a ton, didn't have to throw a ton. Um, so, I mean, especially if they do end up getting down in the game and then we're definitely going to see more Jalen Hurts drop backs. And then that's going to be, he's either going to be letting it loose or taking off. So. Joe, I had a shoulder hey, injury. I had a shoulder injury, uh-huh. Joe, at some point. And, and what I ended up being Uh-oh. able to do in slow pitch softball, when I know, you know, it, it, I'm not comparing myself to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, man, I'm not. I was never a man like, like that. Okay, I, I could, I could throw a ball quite like he could ever. But I had about three, four, five good, and then it was over. Then I was shot putting that thing, you know, the rest of the game. I was shot putting that thing if I was out there in the outfield or something. <laughs> I only had three or four or five. So I think Jalen could get off to a kind of a hot start. But from my eyes, what I see Philadelphia really wanting to do in these last couple of games was run it. And it may have been the game plan. What, what do you think about Jalen? Well, I love Jalen Hurts. 
Um, I've had him in redraft last couple of years. Um, he's been great. Now I am a little concerned about the injury, right? I mean, he's been tentative at best, right? He missed the two weeks and he's come back, but you know, week 18, they were playing against backups. They still needed to win. Yes, but it wasn't a huge deal to where the giants were going to beat them. They, they didn't really have a chance. And then the last two weeks they've blown him out. So he really hasn't had to be Jalen hurts because his team is so complete, but this week, or, you know, next week, week and a half from now, Super Bowl week, not pro Bowl, um, he's going to go against the man, right? That man is called Patrick Holmes and Hertz knows that he's going to have to come to play and it's going to take everything he's got. And then some, you know, he did have 11 rushes last week, uh, 39 yards. He did get the sneak touchdown, right? He's gotten rushing touchdowns in the last two games. I was wondering if they would sneak him, and they, did and I don't think they would do that if his shoulder was completely uh you know really still hurt uh for sure so he's got two weeks to rest up too you know so I think he'll be like almost two months maybe removed from the injury by that point and I think you're gonna see a Jalen Hurts ready motivated ready to go they have the best team in my opinion in the league stack defense stacked offense he's gonna do what he's got to do to win and the coaches, I don't think, would put him out there if he was not up for this task. So I I expect him to do well and for Philly to have a good, good game all around. Okay. All right. Patrick Mahomes, Rob, he, he played well on that ankle, showed he still had some mobility, showed everything. It didn't seem to be bothering him nearly as bad as I had anticipated it was going to. Uh, mm-hmm. Another week off, uh, Rob, and we will have a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, but he doesn't have any weapons out there. I, I, is he still going to be able to get the job? Though? I mean, this uh, this kid is unbelievable. What is five AFC championship games in a row or something like that they played in? It's going to be a second Super Bowl. Is there some crazy stat out there, Rob, about like Andy Reid being to eight consecutive championship games? And then, but this is going to be like his mm. third Super Bowl in a relatively short amount of time because he went to the one with Philadelphia and now he's going with mm-hmm. uh, with Kansas City twice. It's crazy, Rob. Am I am I even close to on them statistics, or am I way off? I think so. I think you're right, right on there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely crazy. Uh, obviously, what Mahomes is doing is is incredible. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to see him at full strength as well. I'm hoping the two weeks uh, will help that ankle heal a little bit, and I'm I'm hoping uh, that'll help us uh, give us a uh, higher scoring, better, more competitive game. Now, we know Kelsey's going to be his guy, but who else is he going to be his guy? Uh, he's got to have more than just Kelsey in order to take him home. I mean, I, that's what I think. But I look at the wide receiver core, and they're all banged up. We got McCole Hardman probably got some pelvis issue or something. He's not even going to be able to play, I think, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, he'll give us all he got, Rob, and that's going to be like four plays, I think, is what he's going to give us. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, <laughs> I, think, I think Kansas City should send in the receipts for Juju Smith-Schuster right now. He's just really disappointing. So it's just going to be MVS, and it's going to be – Kelsey, am I right, or, or it's got more weapons than that? I don't know, Rob. I, I don't know who he's going to throw it to. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> – it's definitely uh, going to be interesting to see who steps up. Uh, obviously, MV, MVS did less last week. Um, obviously, I mean, MVS has been so streaky throughout his career. He can't, like, rely on that uh, – week to week very sneaky sneaky sneaky, rob yeah exactly (laughs) somebody's somebody somebody's got to get sneaky here um 
somebody's got to get real real sneaky uh and uh but no yeah i i i honestly i don't know um i i want to say it's Kadarius Tony, just I, I love Kadarius Tony, but like you said, it's tough for he doesn't seem to be able to stay on the field. So um I guess out of the the group of pass catchers after, I mean I I kind of like McKinnon to be honest, but I, I would say I guess MVS would be my next choice of of pass catchers. But I think about McKinnon, and we've talked about how Pacheco's getting the receiving work and everything. I mean, if you look at McKinnon's last couple of games, they're just terrible. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he had 11 attempts against Jacksonville before then against Vegas in a game that mattered. He had two attempts in Cincinnati. He had four attempts and, and some receiving. It's the targets, man. He had four targets against Cincinnati, zero against Jacksonville, three against Vegas. I mean, it, th- he's just disappearing before our eyes. I think in bodily form and on the field. I, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> There's no fantasy points there either. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't understand what's going on with him because he was on fire to end the year, um, and oh, then yeah. he's fire. And it, and it seems like yeah, exactly. He he, it's Lip it's crazy early. too. It's it's crazy too because he he seems like 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 last year in the playoffs he was incredible, and then uh, you know it seemed like he was kind yeah. of the guy they they could trust, and then all of a sudden uh, out out of nowhere it's just like he dropped off. I think uh, who was it, Daryl Williams? I it think was one he of the was Williams. focusing on. Go ahead. Sorry. I think it was one of the Williams, Joe. That that uh, a couple of years ago, you know, he he would he should have won MVP of the Pro uh, Super Bowl, but Mahomes got yeah. it. You know, and, and the little feller, I remember all that stuff, and he was the chosen one that year. And then it kind of seemed like it was uh, McKinnon last year. Then we thought it was going to be McKinnon again this yeah. year. Now it seems like it's Pacheco. It's kind of flipping around here a lot. Uh, what, oh, what are yeah. your thoughts on that running back room? Yeah, it was Damian Williams, I believe, was yeah, the guy yeah, yeah, from yeah. whatever, five years ago. Yes, and everyone said that he should get the MVP of the Super Bowl. I think he had two touchdowns. He was all over the place. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, as Rob kind of mentioned, I'm, I'm kind of – perplexed when it comes to McKinnon because as what I was going to say before you know I wasn't trying to cut you off there but what I was trying to say is I think Rob that McKinnon was so focused and you know how terribly he did earlier in the year he really wanted to bring his fantasy managers those championships oh and believe me he did I mean he carried people on his backs the last few weeks there but he's kind of he's kind of fallen off now I don't know if it's because KC has put but more trust, right? They say by this time of the year, right, that rookies are no longer rookies anymore because they played for the whole year, right? So the, the more that it goes along the year, the farther it goes, the, the more trust they have in them. So that could be the case. Um, you know, um, Pacheco couldn't find any room on the on the ground last week, but he had those uh, six targets, five catches, 59 yards. Um, but it also could be that they want to save McKinnon for the Super Bowl. You know, I, I feel... Like Rob said, I feel that he's going to get involved because um, I, I think KC's going to be down in that game. I don't think they're going to really be able to stop Philly, to be honest with you. And whenever uh, KC needs uh, a scat back, a pass catching back, they typically lean on McKinnon if they're down by a couple of scores. And you may see Philly with their running attack and be able to ground the ball and their, their, their stout defense. You may see them get up, and they need to. Casey may to use McKinnon in his role that he played up till a few weeks ago. So it'll be interesting, but I, I think you're going to see more of them this game. This is a good feeling. Rob, if the game script goes to where Philadelphia is down and behind, 
Okay, just hypothetical because Kansas City's got a great offense. What what's going to end up happening then? You know, because I think if they're up big, I think Miles Sanders it could be a, a big game for him. You know, if the game's close, if the game if if they get out to an early lead, it seems like Sanders is getting some of those rushes. If they're if they're down though, then what happens? Because Sanders doesn't get work in the passing game. Yeah, it would. They probably turn to more Gainwell at that point. Um, and then also, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you just see a ton of uh, Jalen Hurts dropbacks. Whether he's he's uh, throwing it to one of uh, AJ Brown, Smith, or Goddard, um, or taking off and running. I, I, I kind of think like if that's the game script that happens. If if uh, the Chiefs jump out to an early lead and and build build a pretty good lead, we're just going to see a lot of uh, Jalen Hurts. And the thing is, the Eagles have shown mm-hmm. they've been they've been versatile. Um, they've, they've, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the season, they've taken advantage of their opponent's weaknesses really well. Um, they had a game like why well, I, I think it was one week where they just ran, it might've been against the, the, I don't know if it was against the Packers or it was against someone and they ran for like 300 yards <coughs> and then the next the Packers. Week, yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was the Packers as well. Jalen um, Hurts had 157 yards that week on 17 attempts. So. Pretty sure yeah. that was the week. Yeah, it was like the most yards given up by Green Bay in like maybe forever. Yeah, and then I think Sanders had a had a huge game as well that week. And then then the follow I think it was like the following week or the, or the week before. I'm not sure which they threw. They were just throwing uh, at will uh, on the on the team. Oh, so oh yeah, Sanders had 143 yards that game, two touchdowns. Yeah, huge, 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 huge rushing game. Yeah, so uh, they they've shown they they're very versatile, and uh, so I, I do think that really uh, Philly's Philly's uh, stats and the way that goes is going to be determined by the game the game flow. Okay, all right, I, I definitely think so too. I think game flow is going to have a lot to do with it. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get the right game flow in this one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I really That's don't. That's the key, I'm, isn't it? Yeah, I look for the biggest boom here, like the the cheapest boom as I build this little lineup a week and a half beforehand. And and the cheapest one that I could think of, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm working my way from the bottom towards the top, right? I'm not going to say, mm-hmm. like, I, 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 I'm not going to say a Quez Watkins. He's got one shot in him, but it's not going to be a big score, right? So we can't put him <laughs> in the captain's spot. Boston Scott, he's had those games, but these this team is not the New York Giants. So we can't say that Boston Scott's going to do it. But eight to ten points, maybe tops for him, right, Rob? That's the ceiling for Boston Scott? Yeah, yeah. He would have to somehow fall in the end zone twice to really beat that. Kadarius Toney. He's at 50, he's at 4400. 4400 in a flex spot. Kadarius Tony 6600 in the captain spot, but really we haven't seen much of him for very long. I don't he hasn't had one game uh, the highest game 19 points. 19 points. Uh, we can't we can't think that he's going to boom this game, right Rob? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I the thing is is if if he stays healthy, that's the that's the problem. That, that's right. a big if. So, I think a lot I of people the will English language if. <laughs> right. I think um I think a lot of people will try to put him in there. I think he'll be one of the most popular like cheap plays for for mm-hmm. a captain because of the theoretical upside he has, he brings. Hardman, he's he's going to be out. Gainwell, Joe, we talked about him being the receiving back. I can't see him having a huge game though. You know, like I can't I can't see him 
And thinking, well, he's not in the he's not in the captain spot, so I missed out on that one. He had a big game against the Giants a couple of weeks ago, but that was basically killing the clock. I think in the second half is why he was so productive there. Do you think Gainwell would be the biggest boom we could put in the captain spot as a cheap option? I mean, Kenny Gainwell is probably going to be in my lineup for Baby Bowl um, mm-hmm. at this point. You don't have a lot of options, but. I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot outside of, like you said, the last week against the Giants to kill the clock. He, you know, he fell in the end zone there. But I, the way I believe the game's going to go, I think Philly's going to be up. They're going to be running the ball. I don't think you're going to see a ton of gain. Well, sure, could he catch a few passes? Can he get a touchdown? Yeah, but I don't see the big boom week out of him. You may see, you know, like 10, 12 points maybe I would consider to be a decent day. But I don't see a big, big boom unless Philly gets down by two scores somehow and needs to really come back. Rob, I can't trust Juju. He just hasn't been there the last couple of weeks. It's, he's disappeared. He's disappeared. Uh, just, <laughs> that injury really set him back. Uh, maybe I'd, I'd rather put Gardner Minshew in my flex spot than, than a Juju Smith-Schuster this, this week. But as I scroll up, Rob, all I see is quarterbacks until I get to one name. I think it's MVS. You know, mm-hmm. we've I've glossed over all the other receivers. I can't trust any mm-hmm. of the other receivers. And Rob, I know MVS is that guy. I know he had a big week last week, and that means that he's not going to have another big week the rest of the year. But if he's his only healthy receiver, and I I I think you're going to probably project Mahomes to have what 38, 40 passing attempts at Super Bowl somewhere in that neighborhood. Probably, I'm sure. Maybe even higher. It. Definitely could be. I mean, it could, it could have 50 again. I mean, he had 48 against Cincinnati. He had 48 against Cincinnati. I think he had 48 against Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. 43, I'm sorry, 43. Uh, MVS at 9,300 in the captain spot is like the cheapest big boom that I think that I could find. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, the one that you would realistically has like as a has a realistic shot at at booming. Um, you know, would, would probably be him. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I do like just above him, Dallas Goddard, um, mm-hmm. cause Goddard's Goddard's heavily involved and especially in the red zone. So you could see it's, it's realistic that Goddard could get you eight catches for, you know, a hundred yards and two scores. Um, mm-hmm. but MVS also obviously he showed la- he showed last week he he can boom so I do th- I do agree with you Wes that realistically if you're you know shooting for upside and trying to get different uh, not throwing a, a you know one of the top guys in the captain spot MVS would probably be the lowest I would look at if I put an MVS in there we, we've already established we got to put Kelsey in there because he's like a home's weapon right and. Me personally, I can't trust Jalen Hurts. I know I want to. If I could put him in there, I am. If I got to choose one quarterback, I'm I'm choosing Mahomes because I think he's going to have that tons of upside like we talked about. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. I I mean, I like Hurts more, but if you're playing MVS in the captain spot and Kelsey, then you're going to want to just play um, Mahomes as a as as another flex spot because you know you're already you're already telling the story that MVS has a monster game and Kelsey has a really good yeah. game too. So obviously that Mahomes is the one throwing it all to them. So just the correlation there. 
if they're going to have to run, I'm going to have to run it back with somebody here. I'm going to have to stick a couple of Eagles in here just, you know, for run back purposes. A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, I'm going to pick one of these wide receivers. Uh, A.J.'s been getting all the targets, Rob. Is that going to switch? Is that going to change? Or should I stick with A.J.? Oh, man, it's interesting because they they both project really well. They're similar pricing. they probably going to mm-hmm. come into similar similar ownership, too. Um, I mean, A.J. Brown is the kind of the guy that has the bigger boom potential, I think. Um so really, I'd probably put AJ Brown in if you're looking at not put it if you're putting at more of a or more of a KC stack and and uh, getting more of a boom game from one or two guys from Philly. Then I'd I'd probably prefer AJ in that situation. Okay, I got six hundred bucks there difference, so maybe maybe I'll play with that a little bit. And then if they're running it back, maybe that's a gain well game then, so I could put a gain well in there. Thinking that the receptions are going to come his way a little bit. Yeah, if you're if you're expecting it to be a passing situation like that, and then I can stick Tony in there for his four snaps and call it a day. <laughs> hey, that ain't bad. Cross, cross your fingers and hope. MVS, Kelsey, Mahomes, Tony on the on the on the Kansas City side, and then an AJ Brown and a Gainwell on the other side to run it back. No, that, that, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. I'm, I didn't take a shot on like a. You know, my favorite players down there at the very bottom, like a P. Ryan. I didn't put a whoever this P. Ryan is, is or Clinton Blatton. I didn't put him in there, Rob. So <laughs> I'm kind of proud of myself for that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a lineup you can you can uh, talk yourself into in terms of like the the game flow and the story and, and how it goes. And that's how, you know, when you're building showdown lineups, like if you if you choose depending on how you choose your captain and, and what you're going about is kind of how you need to build the rest of the the lineup out that is rob norton he doesn't like he, listen you don't like these captain spots you you like to build all <laughs> your old classic lineup yeah. i know how you are but that is rob norton he knows lots of different gameplays he knows lots of different things about a lot of fantasy sports all his baseball tiers should be coming out very soon at least i hope i get a sneak peek of them before they come out to the general <laughs> public for some of my drafts at norton 0723 he is great in all kind of fantasy sports and everything and a great dude too he put all this baseball stuff together for our pleasure not necessarily for his. I don't know. I, I don't know how you came up with the idea, Rob. We're gonna have to get to that another time because we're gonna run out of time on this one. I want to know how you came up with the idea and how you thought about it. How how big of the dreams and stuff like that you had. But man, you do a great job with the baby bowl, my friend. And we really, all of us, really appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I yep. appreciate it. Yeah. Um. And I appreciate you know Wes. I, I I always say say it all the time, but I appreciate what you do. Um, I appreciate you having me on every week. It's been so much fun uh, being able to, uh, talk to talk to you each week and talk to uh, different people. It's uh, really been a cool, cool experience uh, these past couple of years. And we have, we've got the pro bowler of the baby bowl at Joe flow 23 on, on here as well. <laughs> Joe, you, you did a great job building lineups all year long. You're right there in the hunt for the championship of the baby bowl playoffs. Do you brag about this at all? Do you tell anybody else about it? Um, you know, a couple people know, right? Because uh, uh, you know, I do keep uh, some couple family members. I actually, uh, my grandpa uh, is the the OG of the group. He's you know he started and playing uh, fantasy football around the same time my dad did. So I keep them in the loop. So they were excited and uh, you know just just basically my family. And I think I told one of buddy, but uh, you know yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And you know people, this is basically people I play fantasy football with as it is. So they know I play and I enjoy it and. Uh, 
you know, this is a, a very unique league to where, uh, you know, you, you, you pick one guy in one week of the year and that's it. I mean, you can't find a league like this anywhere else. I've never really seen it before. So, uh, everyone's really intrigued by it. And, uh, actually got one of my buddies in it uh, for the playoff one. And I think I'll be able to, you know, probably promote it for next year too. I mean, it's always a fun time and it's not a lot of money. And, uh, so a whole lot of enjoyment and, uh, Hey, I've got to talk to great guys like you and a couple of times now, which is great. And yeah, I really appreciate it, Rob, but all that you do for it and all the promotion you do, it's really great. So thanks. Thanks for doing that. That is such a humble brag. You know, you hear that, Rob? I've gotten to talk to you a couple of different times now. I see. I hear the humble brag there. Hey, speaking about fun, guys, let's let's end this note. Uh, let's end the show on a little bit of fun here with the Pro Bowl coming up because I think that both of you are like a Pro Bowl. We're going to talk Pro Bowl, and the the game has changed. Did you guys know that this game is going to be with flag football stuff now on Sunday? Instead, it's going to be seven on seven flag football. Is what this we're going to watch professionals play flag football. Don't you think that they have the opportunity to get hurt a little bit more playing flag football than they do regular football? I would think so. I'm scared. Last time I played flag football, I was scared out there because people were running around like they were just crazy. I don't know if you guys played it recently. Yeah, I mean, I played it. I play. I, I haven't played for a while. We used to, you know, it's funny. We used to probably, I would say four or five years after I graduated, basically um, from the time I graduated for the next four or five years, we used to go over every Sunday and um, like basically our, our fantasy football, league, our main home league, we'd all get together on Sundays and then uh, we'll really, we get together Saturday nights. We'd all spend the night at each other's houses and stuff. And then we'd go out and play, play football and um, we'd watch the games and then go play football in the afternoon, evening. And so I haven't really played necessarily since then, but even then it was kind of like, I love playing. I, I, you know, always, always, uh, felt pretty good out there playing, but like when people would get a little crazy and a little wild, like I'm not, I'm not one to, you know, I'm, I'm more of a smaller guy in general. So I'm not really one to be taking on big hits and things like that. And then, uh, you got guys coming barreling through and not knowing how to control their body. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little scary out there sometimes. It is. Uh, the, besides that, they're going to, I think tonight they're actually on Thursday night, they're having the dodgeball competition. Then they're having the lightning round where you kind of used to the dodgeball thing. Listen to what the lightning round is, guys. Uh, this is what's this is what it's called, and I'm I'm just reading it off of uh, the the NFL.com here. So this is what the lightning round is. Um, you, you you play you you catch water balloons is what lightning round looks like, and for each catch, you know, the, each team they're they're throwing water balloons. It's called splash catch. Teammates pairings from each conference will toss water balloons back and forth from increasing distances. Each tandem that completes mm. their tosses advances to the second phase. Wow. <laughs> they're playing water balloons. Look, I'm not laughing because it seems amusing. I'm laughing because I can't believe that I'd be, somebody's watching that. You know, I just I don't I don't know. And then they move on to catch punts from a jug machine. Right, mm-hmm. and then the remaining players from each mm-hmm. conference mugs and jugs. Mm-hmm. The, the remaining players from each conference. This is, in, <laughs> this is in the third round. Will each aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging above the head of the opposing conference's coach. The first team to dump the bucket on the opposing coach wins and earns three points for his conference. Wow. Hmm. You know, the NFL paired up with Nickelodeon, and this really starts to seem like a Nickelodeon contest, <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, this Where's is... Where's the slime, Wes? Where's the slime at? 
what what is going on with this? This is seems I don't know. And then there's going to be a longest drive where they're actually hitting a golf ball to see who can drive the ball the longest. Does that yes. doesn't seem? That's the thing. I, I was going to say. Are they putting I, Tony Romo out there or what? Yeah, I don't know what's going. So that's the thing. Is like. I I'm I like I will say like I like the change up to like I love I love watching like the some of the skills competition like the you know the QB accuracy ones or different drills and things like that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but like I I don't understand the 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 long drive like <laughs> that one, that one's just really like I I mean I get they're trying to just like change things up and do different things but like you know, I, I don't know who's really like tuning in to watch NFL players hit a golf ball. Like you're not you're if the whole the whole point is to show off your your skills as a as a football player, not a, not a golfer. I don't know. But and maybe if they switch that up yearly, and maybe next year they're gonna bowl, or maybe next year they're gonna play no. ping pong or something. I mean, maybe they're gonna switch that up. I don't know. But maybe, it, maybe it, they'll give me a call. We'll play my game, bags, cornhole. Yeah, cornhole. <laughs> I can help uh, them out there actually. Then they're maybe gonna be able to teach them. Coach him up. <laughs> then they're gonna do the going. precision passing thing, which I always remember Mitch Trubisky taking part in that one year. That was that was classic. Oh that was sure, beautiful. sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's the most precision passer you can find. But jeez, then they Why go. you had to bring it up about our Bears. Come on, man. Then they go into that catching. Yes, yes. Then they go into the catching game where it's kind of like the dunk contest where they try to show off catching the football a little bit. Then on Sunday, now that's not enough. That was just tonight. Then on Sunday, there, there's going to be a best catch finale, right? So that's going to be the dunk wow. off or whatever. There's going to be a best catch. Then the gridiron gauntlet. I thought this was actually kind of cool. Side by side relay race showing case showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Six players from each conference will compete to see who finishes first and wins three points for his team. Okay, so it's a 40, 40 yards dash, a series of breakaway walls, a section climbing over walls and under the tables. That's going to be like that uh, ABC show from a long time ago, the celebrity showdown thing, or where all the celebrities would get together oh, yeah. and they would do the race course. So wipeout? I don't know. Wipeout, maybe. Maybe yeah. it's wipeout. Maybe they should do wipeout. Uh, move the chains, kick tac toes. That's that's it's, it's a gimmick now, guys. Pro Bowl's a gimmick now, and I I guess that's why Huntley is in there as a quarterback. Rob, his skill set oh for God. for some of this stuff is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's true. They were they were uh, they were thinking ahead when they. When Tyler they, uh... Huntley can drive a ball three hundred and fifty <laughs> yards, pal. That's why he got elected to the Pro Bowl. And say that's what you didn't you didn't know that that uh Tyler Huntley he was he was uh he was borderline pro as a dodgeballer and uh he was he was in all the long drive competitions hey, growing have up. Have you ever seen Tyler Huntley catch a water balloon? You have not, have you? You underestimated Tyler Huntley's soft hands. I am. I fu- I fully am. I mean, uh I think he I think that's the thing. He's 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 the most well-rounded well-rounded talent among all these uh, these players, when it comes to these these skills competitions, so now I'm now I'm starting to understand why they yeah, I mean, they invited him. Absolutely, he can dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Of course, so they have to have him in there. I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, <laughs> dude, seriously, when I heard he was in the Pro Bowl, I'm like, wait, what? Who made it? They couldn't find another starter that's played all year. Like, what? What? 
how two touchdowns yeah. all year? How can he in the Pro Bowl? How it's it's crazy. It was crazy to me because like why wouldn't you put in Trevor Lawrence or like anyone? He isn't. I mean, right? Maybe. Is he actually? I think Trevor I, I, Lawrence. He's the headliner now. He's he's probably oh, going to really? be the starter. I mean, he's the best one. Yeah, it's him. I think it's Derek Carr, right, Wes? And then they got uh, Snoop Huntley. What? I thought I was I was thinking that they they because uh, I thought someone had said that they they had gotten or Huntley had gotten in over Lawrence and that's that that made it like even no. more egregious to me. I was like, if that if that happened, that's ridiculous. Well, I think that doing no, come on, yeah, it's it's the water balloons, guys. It's, if you remember how he <laughs> held the ball up, up for Cincinnati right there, the soft he had soft hands when that happened, and they knew he'd be able to catch the water balloon. As Cincinnati punched it away and ran it the opposite way. Hey, Joe Flo, good job, my friend. I appreciate it. I hope to talk to you after the Super Bowl because that means you have won the Super Bowl, the baby bowl of it all. Uh, we shall see about that in that last week, Rob, uh, who we're going to talk to. But Joe Flo, we appreciate you participating each and every week in the baby bowl. My friend, you do a great job. At Joe Flo 23 over on Twitter. Congratulations, Joe, on winning last week. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Wes. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure uh, spending some time with you guys here and uh, talking football and especially Snoop Huntley in the Pro Bowl games due to his uh, soft hands. So <laughs> doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No problem, Rob. A good job as always, and I look forward to talking to you more and uh, speaking a little baseball with you in a little while as well. I don't know when that'll end up being. I know you and I deserve a break for a little while after the Baby Bowl has uh, <laughs> finally finished, but we will uh, join again next week. I, I believe we're going to talk again before the Super Bowl. Hopefully we'll be able to have uh, more special guests on before then just to be able to talk more Super Bowl stuff, Rob. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Wes. Joe, congrats again. Thank you for uh, all the kind words and everything. You know, um, thank you for being a part of the Baby Bowl. We appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, Wes, we'll uh, we'll definitely get together and talk soon. And I hope everybody's out there. Your drives are long. Your water balloons are full of water. I hope that your cornhole abilities are there, and I hope that you are finding ways to make a positive impact in people's lives today.